to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket with a very hectic day as UCLA and USC look like they're set to join the Big Ten. In fact, the Big Ten uh, the presidents are sitting down and, and discussing it right now. It's expected to be a vote, so it could be official as soon as tonight. So who better to get in contact than uh, with Sean Callahan of Husker Online. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for, for thanks for joining us on. I'm sure a busy day for you as well. Um, I guess when when I, I guess what I've been asking almost everybody is what were kind of the immediate thoughts when you first saw of the news. I mean, I think when we saw Texas Oklahoma a year ago, to think that the Big Ten and their core media partner Fox was just going to sit back and let ESPN, you know, just win the war, so to speak. Um, I, I, you knew that there was going to be something. You just didn't know how and when it would come together. And I think what surprised me the most is how quiet this stayed for a long time. You know, and it tells you maybe out west people aren't thinking about college football day and night like we are in Nebraska. Um, but for this to literally, I mean, I can tell you last night, um, key Nebraska head coaches were were told that this was going down. Like so. You know, I, I think it kind of trickled down to leadership last night. Then some head coaches were told at Nebraska, and then here we are today with the announcement probably officially coming tonight. Wow, yeah, that's uh, it, it's crazy how quickly has, has it has turned around. Um, what do you think it means for Nebraska? It's really hard, obviously, without knowing um, kind of what's if there's any other moves left out there on the table. But what is what is the the addition of USC and UCLA mean for Nebraska in the Big Ten? Well, I think it's it just solidifies Nebraska's financial stake in the, in this in this world for the for the athletics. I mean, can you imagine right now if Nebraska was still in the Big Twelve and the panic you'd be having about the future of Nebraska and, and kind of where it was all heading? Um, and you know, I, I think about this all the time. If not for Indomik and Sue and Nebraska kind of rising up in that 2009 season which kind of led to Nebraska going to the Big Ten. Nebraska looked very attractive, like they were a top-ten team that was playing for championships at that point. You know, Would Nebraska have gotten the Big Ten invite if they didn't have that year? And just how significant that 09 year was where Nebraska you know, almost beat Texas and probably could have won or should have won the Big 12 championship and how attractive they looked. And even in 2010, they looked very attractive when they were um, ranked inside the top five. In fact... 2010 was the only time Nebraska has been ranked in the top five since 2001 Rose Bowl, since that mm. season. Um, so you think about the last 22 years, they've only been ranked in the top five for a grand total of one week, and that was in the 2010 season. Um, so those years really helped Nebraska kind of bump into the Big Ten, and they looked very attractive like they were on the rise as a top ten, top five team, and they haven't been, as we know, in recent years. So um, I think if you're Nebraska, like, man, we, we're in a really fortunate spot to be a part of this going forward because we can continue to get the financial support and, and re- resources to compete at this highest level. 
And obviously, the other day we saw the ACC go to a, a three-five-five format that doesn't make too much sense for sixteen teams uh, in the, these conferences, the super conferences that we're seeing. What do you think scheduling looks like with with conferences with sixteen teams or more into the future? That's a great question. Um, I think Fox is going to have a big say in that, and the media partners. But yeah, you know, I've heard of just some grumblings of things thrown out there where you could have honestly with a league this big have have like a flex weekend on the final weekend mm. where it's like semifinal games um, where the top four teams play and then mm. the winners go to the Big Ten Championship. Because when you have that many teams, it's really hard to say these are the top two teams. So mm. I think all bets are off, but I could easily see like a Big Ten Final Four weekend or something like that where it's flexed and then everybody else would still play, but you'd have almost like a semifinal weekend or something. I mean, just something creative that will just make more money. I mean, you're just going to print off money on something like that, and then the two winners would go into the conference championship game because I just don't know how you could, you know, without everybody really playing everybody, it'd be really hard to say these are the two best teams without having divisions and other things that you would need to kind of other than the eyeball test and the rankings. Um, So all bets are off, but I could see them getting very creative with other ways to make revenue and create, like, attractive matchups late in the season. Sean, Eric Strickland here, man. Listen, thanks for joining us again. I just have a quick question um, about how does this affect basketball, right? Because when you're thinking about these teams that are crossing over some of the power conferences that they're now looking to establish, uh, do you think, you know, conferences like the ACC um, or uh, the Big East or so forth and so on, uh, those type of conferences, even the Big 12, that they're very basketball prominent, but how does it affect the other sports in this with volleyball and basketball and baseball? Uh, do, do you think they stay or they keep their former conference um, you know, statuses, or do you think they, they come along with the big conference uh, emergence? Well, everybody will come along, but, yeah, I think you make a great point. Uh, men's basketball, I, I don't see anything changing there with that. Um, but yeah, that, that conference tournament. If you're if you're in those bunny bat bracket games, you're going to have to win like six games to <laughs> to make the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it it could be pretty intense um, how they decide those things going forward. But um, you wonder about like the non-revenue sports um, and volleyball. I admit women's basketball I don't put in that category, um, but like baseball and soccer and other sports. You know, are we moving now to a regionalized model anyway? Does it make sense for Rutgers to play USC in baseball? I don't think anybody's going to say it does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does it make sense for Nebraska to be playing Penn State in baseball when they, they can play Kansas and Kansas State and other teams? So down the road, you just wonder, will we move into more of a regionalized model for those types of sports that aren't making revenue instead of spending hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to play conference games. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we don't really know. Um, but, yeah, as of now, you have to assume everything would just be everybody's a part of the Big Ten. And we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there's going to probably be more dominoes that move to come. I don't know if they're done at 16. I think 20 could be realistic. And then, like I said, that scenario of maybe creating like a championship Final Four flex weekend with a two teams moving into the championship or something creative or football, I mean, the amount of money we're talking about, guys, here is well over $100 million per school every year. Wow. 
Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Do you, do you see this? You know, obviously it's kind of a Big Ten SEC arms race right now. Do you see it as inevitable that it's it's leading to two you know major conferences, super conferences, um, or do you think that some of these other you know do you think there's a chance that you know you can have a Pac-12, Big Ten, or Big Twelve merger, or the ACC can add a few teams and try to keep up, or do you think we're just headed to toward like a NFL type of AFC NFC type of thing? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, where it's all going to go, but I think both the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be awfully selective. Uh, but the thing about the ACC, if you're like looking at those schools like North Carolina or Miami or Clemson or Florida State, they have a grant of rights deal that runs through 2036. Hmm. Um, so for those schools to leave the ACC, um, it's extremely costly. Um, so they're they're kind of stuck at least right now. Notre Dame's other sports are in that league. I don't know what the grant of rights reads for them, um, but so what what will that what will happen with some of those teams? And you know, if you're not a part of the scheduling models of these two super conferences now, um, you're just going to kind of be left in the dust financially because you're just not going to be playing in these games on the television windows and the stages that the SEC and the Big Ten are going to control. I mean, these two leagues now are going to really control probably over 90% of the prime television windows in college football. Notre Dame will still have theirs, and, you know, there'll still be some ACC matchups that will be big, um, but these two leagues are going to dominate the three-letter network windows that make all the money, and and that's what everybody wants a piece of right now. Sean Callahan of Husker Online joining us. You can hear the Husker Online uh, uh, podcast show on our uh, station every Saturday morning. Also, I also wanted to ask you, um, obviously, it's, it's much has been made about Nebraska when they left the Big 12. It was that you left the Texas pipeline. Being the westernmost school in the Big 10, do you think that there's a chance the California pipeline gets going again if they, if they are obviously uh, routinely going out to play in L.A.? Well, they'll always recruit California. Um, I mean, you just got to find players that fit, and you've got to develop relationships with players. Um, now, with that said, we haven't really seen them push too hard in California, at least this year. They've actually had their best run of success down in Texas that we've seen in a long time. Georgia continues to be great. Um, but, yeah, I think you can always try to find a guy or two um, from California. Um, but, you you know, you want guys that culturally fit with what you want to do in, in your in your football program as well. And um, that's the name of recruiting in general, I think, especially at a place like Nebraska. Because, um, you know, what's the, what's the slogan for Nebraska? In Nebraska, it's not for everyone. And I think you got to make sure you find guys that really fit in here, that want to be here and be a part of it. Sean, one, one, one last question. Maybe not. I mean, we, we, we love the quickness of your answers to our questions. But um, – Sean Puffy Combs or P. Diddy or Diddy Love Love or whatever his name is these days has thrown out something in his last BET uh, awards that he's going to be giving a million dollars to Deion Sanders down there at Jackson State. Do you see this as a common theme? And also the other question I threw out there uh, to the listeners is, do you think there's a limit of time in which Deion Sanders remains in an, at the HBCU level, or do you think he makes the move and the jump with how big the money is and the opportunities are on the next level? Well, he's got to Deion. Yeah, he's got to find the right opportunity, and I think everyone is kind of zoned in on Florida State. You know, if things don't work there with Mike Norvell, and I think Mike Norvell is a good coach, but they still haven't really taken off. Kind of like. Coach Frost in Nebraska. I, mean, I think Florida State's in a similar position. 
Um, but, you know, I think if he doesn't work out at Florida State, Mike Norvell, um, there's going to be a lot of people, especially if Dion has more success um, at the H um, down at, down at uh, Jackson, you know, that he's going to be a, a prize candidate for, mm-hmm. for that Florida State job with his connections to the program and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it, he's definitely done a lot, though, uh, for – for his league and, 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 and a lot of opportunities have been created with what he's been able to do. But I just don't see that sustaining long term. I think Deion Sanders, obviously, if he gets the opportunity, he's going to move up. Mm-hmm. And before we let you go, is there any uh, Husker news to uh, to kind of to think about or what's what's kind of uh, around the corner, I suppose, for Husker as we've kind of expanded to the Big Ten today more so? Well, there, there's a few commits to watch in the next coming days. I mean, Dylan Rogers, I think, could be by Tuesday the linebacker from Texas. Um, you know, you, you could get Barry Jackson, the wide receiver, uh, I believe July 2nd, his announcement coming up. Um, you know, there, there's a number of those. So uh, Nebraska, I, I think they're in really good shape with recruiting. I mean, they're going to find themselves at 15 commits here pretty quick. Wow. Okay. Uh, very cool. He is Sean Callahan of Husker Online. Thanks again, Sean, for joining us on a busy day. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Sean Callahan of Husker Online. Once again, you can listen to his podcast, uh, the Husker Online podcast, every uh, Saturday morning here on 93.7 The Ticket as well. Let's take a quick break, round things out. We've talked so much about all this stuff. We haven't much to talk about the NBA, and it's kind of been a big day in the NBA as well as uh, it's kind of official. I'm sorry for the Knicks. Jalen Brunson has signed a huge deal there. <laughs> uh, also, Kevin Durant has requested a trade. As soon as uh, as soon as soon Kyrie says he's in, KD Kevin says he's out. out. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about that coming up next year. Wrapping things up on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.